time. So Adam, you banged him another married chick. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I wanted to restart. <laughs> what the oh, hell, dude? dude. What's well, your I mean, deal, man? It's an intentional. It's a cardinal sin. And she's going to get divorced. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the, what's the deal, How many dudes bro? is she banging that she want, tells that? Yeah, true. Well, it makes me concerned because I have a married wife. That's true. How do Keep her away from Adam. Yeah, how do we Keep trust this yeah. animal. God, dude. So Adam, you're you so to, to be uh, not to be like up in your business, but you're obviously like is like t- a Tinder date like a thing you do regularly? Mm, no, not. This is the first one I've done in a while. Not What's a while? Like this year? Or? <laughs> this month? This week? No, like uh, probably since like actually before the pandemic. Okay. It's been like a year no and a half. So what what happened? Like what triggered <laughs> the fucking swipe, swipety swipe? Swiper no swiping. Yeah. Ah, different oh, zip yeah. code. So. Yeah. so you know that's so interesting. I've never like we've I've never experienced no, that. Like, it's, we, it's before our time. Jenny yeah. and I met and we had we had cell phones, but they were nextiles, like texting was barely a thing. Yep. I mean I think you I mean T nine was like a weird kind of like hit the hit every three times you get to the letter. Yeah, yeah. depending on the letter, of course. But yeah. uh, when I was texting you only had like hundred twenty text messages a month. And that was like the one yeah. that you receive and go out. Yeah. yeah, so like it's weird. I hear about someone else. We were just someone else in the office was talking about dating, and I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to date in this. I mean, I guess on one side it would make it really easy, and you don't have to like worry about like approaching someone. I guess, but it seems fucking awkward. Like I would feel really weird. I don't know. <coughs> I can't. I I I pray that I never have to be in that situation. Um, but I don't. I just don't know what it would be like to like show up somewhere and meet fucking Judy that you just met on Tinder. Separated Judy. Yeah, like, what the... (laughs) So these chicks, are they, like, young or old or, like, are they, like, in their 50s or 60s or what? Yeah, 60-year-old moms down Nice. So if you're listening to this, you're listening to this, you're in the over 45 category. You can choose what age preference you have. Like, if you 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 dial it in. If you want to date 50-year-olds, I'm sure you could. (laughs) Otherwise, you just... Obviously... I'm looking at kind of like the age range where I'm at. What so. is that age range? I'm curious. <laughs> 12 to like 20. <laughs> no. Fucking creep. Uh, I think I have like 23 to 33 years. Oh, okay. Like a 10-year. How old are you? I'm 28, so. Oh, right. So Why do I just always think Adam's so much younger, dude? Yeah. Do you too? Well, he is. That's t- So when we met Adam, he was probably 23 or 25. It was three years, so. Yeah, three years ago, that's it? No, yeah, it's got to be longer years. than that. No, it's got to be it's been, We've had three years of masks, haven't we? It seems like it. No, you know what's interesting about that, that like, dating style and all that? Like, once that box open, once that box is open, you don't close it, right? Like, what do you mean? From, like, a technology standpoint. Oh, yeah, Meaning, like, sure. like, there's now generations of people that are conditioned to do things a certain way that will never be the way that we for have sure. to do it. I think we talked about We may have mentioned this briefly, but somebody just commented on this and they were talking about how kids these days are just kind of bratty or entitled and they're like when, when you when i was a kid if i wanted to talk to casey i had to call and talk to his mom first yeah you know like yeah or your big brother or your you know like yeah. you remember that like or I like can, or, or having to like call a girl and yeah. have to, her dad answer the phone <laughs> well yeah like i mean even now, just now girls don't even have dads <laughs> true yeah. not, not the ones adam's dating <laughs> dude what's happening it's call from alex rostevsky can you turn your tpl uh, speaker off <laughs> so um that's a, that's interesting though you're right nobody will we'll like blink our eyes it's going to be 30 years from now and no one will even like know what face-to-face interaction like initial interaction is like because people still will always connect and have to interact face-to-face but that first connection it's over with that's yeah. it's pretty much gone like unless you literally bump into someone at the grocery store or somewhere else which i mean i don't know how i don't maybe that does happen i don't know but like you know what i'm saying like 100 percent. so even like, like even like just meeting like an employee like i get a new agent or new buddy yeah, i know everything yeah. about them before they yeah. come in here i, I can do a it's, I, there's no point in sitting and talking. Well, do you though, or do you know like the best possible version of themselves that they could put out to where they're gonna? You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's something that people have that we didn't, right? So like, you could get to level two, three, four in a relationship and never had to really like possibly be embarrassed or. <laughs> so <laughs> you what, know what I mean? So someone just again, I don't remember who was saying this, but they were like, um, 
we're talking about like you, you, you never really get to know the real me, you know, like the, the real me, uh, or you'll I, I know Casey. Well, you don't know the real Casey cause the, the real Casey, well, I know the version I know. Well, yeah. And that, it? that is the real version. And actually what they, the, somebody, and this was like a, God, I want to, I have to remember who it was, but it wasn't just like a guy just talking. It was like some, from like a psychology standpoint, he's like, no, the real version of you is the person that everybody knows out there. When yep. you die, the only thing they remember is who they interacted Even with. Even if so, there's seven different versions of it? Exactly. Yeah. So, the, so the guy that's at home, they're like, you know, when I'm at home and I'm sitting on my couch naked, that's the real me. Well, only you know that version of you. So that's yeah. not the real version your of dog you. dog. Whoever. is peanut butter Dog's something. dog. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, yeah. that's, that is interesting. Because I think that, too, like, oh, yeah, I... This, I see these, in fact, I just see, I got a, someone send me a video, someone on Facebook that's like, I know they're not who they say they are, and they're right. acting like they're something. It's like, well, again, but that's who they are. They're fake. So they're, yeah, but that's, that's what's happening for, <coughs> like, you get around younger generations, right? This is going to make me sound like I'm an old man, but I think it was Elon Musk who was saying this on Rogan or somebody like that, where, you know, the, the big fear of... Uh, AI and technology is that we become these avatars of ourselves, right? So you see like Zuckerberg's announcing this metaverse. Have you seen this? Yeah, what is that? I don't know anything about it. I don't know. I'm too old to even understand it. But I know people are like spending money to buy property in the metaverse. It's You're like, kidding me. No, not at all. Dude, have you seen like NFTs? Have you seen that? So I, no, I don't even, so I'm glad you asked that, but I just shared a, a um, Gary V thing. He said it a couple of, like in 30 years, in, in 2030, 2030 and two, yeah 2030 everyone will have an nft what is that or well, everyone I, will be using an nft I, I it. it's a digital art piece basically piece. right so and what's happened is you know i've seen people like there's courses now to teach you how to flip nfts to make money right like that's what's happening so like maybe it was logan paul or one of those paul brothers you know bought a half million dollar nft but what is an nft it's a digital picture of like a monkey or a dude smoking a cigarette like that's right. Yeah. Like, I mean, I I'm going to look up what the most expensive NFT is. I, I and what do you do with it? It's just a piece of art that you own that I think is encrypted to be original. And somehow it has some sort of perceived value. What and, the fuck? Exactly, dude. Yeah. But so that's where I'm like, oh, this is can't this, even get my head around this is the end of the world. Right now, people are spending, you know, this fake, you know, uh, fiat money on this bullshit. But I'm like, well, wait a second. What is art in general? Right. Like yeah. the elite people like. You can hang something on your wall and be like, I spent a hundred grand on that. Well, that's fucking stupid. But like, who am I to say it's not worth that if somebody was willing to pay that, right? How is it any different for some digital thing, right? Dude, I spent a, couple, I spent a couple G's on an elk painting. Yeah, which is pretty cool, though. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know what? I, 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 I think you should look that up because I'd like to know. I mean, yeah, I could essentially change make my pictures into NFTs if I wanted to. Oh, God, he's got to make it about himself. You see this? Ah, all right. <laughs> Would it be a married <laughs> NFT? Would you just... Dude, take? so this is the most expensive NFT. What that, the fuck? That somebody's probably, like, paid a million dollars for. Why? And then do what with it? I don't... Then you own it. You own it. Why would you want to own it? I don't know. I have no idea. What's well, Bitcoin? Who would own it, and where would they put it? And they're fucking... They're, where, where do you put your Bitcoin? Where's your Where's your XRP? I don't have one. Where's your other fucking Shiba Inu? You got some shit coin in that I fucking phone, right? Where is it? <laughs> Dude. Can you show it to me? I don't think that's the point. The point I was making So was, you could trade that for something else? Well, I think it has some sort of perceived value, like I was saying, right? So what I was trying – the point I was trying to make is, like, you, you start to see it where the younger generations are already, like – they're snapping themselves so much with their phone and everything's filtered that they're already creating an avatar of themselves, right? I've experienced people that I've known on, on social media, Facebook, whatever, that I've only seen in one way. And then I've seen in the actual human real world. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, they're called realtors. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, yes. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh. You're not the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we're, we're, but my point is, it's not to like shit on people using filters, yeah. but we're already creating in our heads different avatars of who we actually think we are. So now it's going to a new level where you have this fucking weirdo robot billionaire, Mark Zuckerberg, creating a metaverse where, you know, it's like. So is this like Dwight's. Uh, I was going to say Second Life, second right? Life? <laughs> yeah. His second life is exactly like his first life. 
And Jim's like, or Pam's like, oh, Jim, you got a guitar, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sports writer? <laughs> no, I'm just doing it to fuck with Dwight. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's so. Uh, I think actually, if if anybody ever listens to this, uh, I would like for someone who actually knows what that is to come yeah, talk yeah. to us about it. And it's the same thing with crypto. You know, I got a couple guys here. We could get Nick or Chad or someone in here. Like, I don't fucking understand that either. Like, yeah. it, and I don't know that I'll ever actually be able to understand it. But like, it is interesting. The world's changing. We know that much at least. Yeah. Uh, that's like probably when my dad heard rap for the first time like my brain just Thank scrambled I mean, yes i have no idea what i just looked right like. right that's, that's the weirdest fucking thing i've ever that's seen. a good way to put it and now raps everybody listens to everybody it, you know my kids can't listen to nirvana <laughs> yeah. right they can't because it's all rap wow jesus christ well, cheese and rice adam what else man well it's I, been a while i think the last time we were here um let me think oh you were on a little uh little boost sabbatical Boost? Oh, I wasn't drinking last night. Yeah. Been Fuck it. Fired up, bro. It's been over 30 days. Yeah, it's yeah. been well over 30 days. So what were we doing? Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we should have. You know what? I got fireball in there. You know what I did decide, though? <coughs> Excuse me. I <laughs> I realized on uh, my four weeks of, of sobriety that fuck that. <laughs> For real. So I think it's worth talking about. I, I realized a lot of things about myself um, that I'd love to share. Yeah. So here's where here's where I feel better, and here's the here's where I've here's what I could say happened. I realized that when you drink the, as much as I do when we party, like I don't on a I come home from work, I don't crack open a beer and drink a beer. I'm not that kind of drinker. I could not drink for a week, but then on Saturday I'll drink a hundred beers and get you know hammered, and that's like. That's just it. And I, but I realized that when I was like after a week and a half or uh, approaching two weeks of not drinking, I never once was thinking, man, I really need a drink. What I was right. thinking is, I want to fucking go out and hang out with people. Yeah. Like for me, it's the, it's, the, it's, it's the environment. Yeah, that's sure. what I that's for what sure. I missed. And like what I've what I've actually realized is that I can I, I can I thought in my mind I couldn't go out and have fun in a group setting without being drunk. Yeah. So like that's. That's actually kind of a good thing I'm, I think that came of that is that I realized that and now I you know I've identified that you could do that but I've also identified that I don't fucking want to do that because it sucks it's way better to be drunk <laughs> it's way yeah. fucking better yeah. and it's funner and like the, you know hey a few things I learned a few things that I kind of came about first of all this was all self-inflicted by the way nobody asked me to do this I think people thought Jenny wanted me to do this it was not the case yeah. I said I was going to do it anybody who thought that doesn't know you <laughs> <or Jenny. laughs> yeah so I, I said I was going to do it and then I felt obligated to do it because I said I was going to do it. So that's sure. kind of how it all happened. But uh, what I did notice was that I, f I feel like, I feel like I, uh, oh, what am I trying to say? I feel like I noticed that I don't want my kids to see me drunk. You know, I'd probably do that too much. You know, I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm sure someone's going to hate that I, you know, maybe that sounds shitty. What, I, hate you for what, being honest? Maybe, being a real human? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But like, I, I feel like there's been enough times now where We'll come home from just what could have just been dinner and just me and Jenny's having dinner. I'll come home drunk and then they they could tell I'm drunk and they don't – I mean, my kids are so awesome. But I just realized, like, they don't need to see that, yeah, you know? Yeah, I agree. So, like, I think that's my big thing. Like, I'm just not going to – I'm going to – if I am going to drink in front of this, it's going to be a little bit. But I'm going to try not to get drunk in front of my kids, you know? Yeah. And, I, and that's something I've never really cared about. I've never – hid that Same. i just we'll just drink and it sure. is what it is so you know if a couple times a year it you know we have a big party or we get a cook out or something like that that's one thing but too common too often that was just that just became normal and so i think that's that's probably what i learned from yeah. it i didn't feel uh to be honest i felt I'd feel, I'd feel the same. Just like, the shakes? No, I, <laughs> I didn't. No, because I don't, I don't drink every day. So I that's, just, that's it's what. It's just like a party thing. So like, that's funny you mention that because I've always thought the same way where I've, I've have zero instinct to open the door after work and come in and crack a beer. Yeah, like I have never. no desire to do that. It doesn't make sense. Also, like if I'm going for it, we're going for we're it. Going, you know, like yeah. after, actually after the last time we hung out, I remember texting the next day and I'm like, dude, like what we could do would probably kill most people. In fact, we took um, a guy who works for me, Kevin, we took him to Vegas. And after night one, he's like texting me. He's like, yeah, I'm throwing up blood. I'm like, okay, that's a, that's a problem. That's so, good, yeah. but you know, well, shit, I, I did the, um, 
I was best man for a wedding back in the summer. So I went to Nashville for a bachelor's party. Okay. Two nights. First night, everyone got so shit faced. They didn't want to do anything the next day. Yeah. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pussies. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah, Which I'm that way too, though. Like, out the window. Yeah. The <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where I blow it after one day. <laughs> it's going to take a while, you know? Uh, but I'm the same way where I've I've been like brutally open and honest. Where, I mean, I have these moments where like drinking has been my social life since I was probably 14 yeah, years old. Yeah, for sure. Right, 100%. like legit. So someone was like, "Hey, 30 days. You didn't drink for 30 days." Like everyone had this. Like I think everyone's like fantasized or glamorized this into something. I'm like, no, I just legit didn't want to. I just wanted to not drink because I said I wasn't going to drink. And they're like, "How do you feel? Do you feel better?" I'm like, "Listen." I've been doing this for tw- over 20 years now. <laughs> yeah. Every week of my life for 20 years, 30 days isn't going to do anything. No, it's not going to change anything. I mean, and the reality of it is, is that I, I, I don't. Um, I think the good thing was, is I realized that like I don't. I could without a question say that I don't crave alcohol. I don't. I've never been addictive like that. Everything I do, it's just because I want to do it. Sure. You know, my body wasn't like, oh, you, you gotta, you gotta. It's more like. Fuck, man, I'd, I'd really like to go have a drink. Like, well, I'd like to go ha- hang out. So that's what you know? I was going to say. Social, like, it's more of a social thing for me that, I, that I actually do need. So on one right. side, I could say the alcohol <clears throat> thing, I don't need that. But I can say my body, my mind, I'm not sharp. My, I feel like my business would be affected if I didn't engage and interact and laugh, you know, like yeah. with everything. And maybe it's partially because I take on a lot of stress and I, I – I, uh, allow myself to be subjected to stressful situations from a business standpoint. But I feel like I'm healthier when I laugh and drink and we have those yeah, fun yeah. times. Like lunch, well, we, that's, had, we had Sunday fun day. We got, I mean, that's a good example. We got hammered on a Sunday. <laughs> at noon. Yeah, at noon. <laughs> and it was Dude, great. Dude, I fucking needed it. It 100%, was like therapeutic. I woke 100%. up the next day like, God, that was, we, yes. I, we had, we sat at, me and Casey sat at, and, and Jenny and Lindsay sat at a place for, two or three hours and just got drunk and laughed and talked and like it was awesome so that's what i crave that's what i meant exactly that's That's it i I cannot see my life without that and and i guess the drinking is just i could see my life without ever going to a bar again i don't need to go to a bar i could take beer i could take anything out of it i like hanging out socializing i like not just in some i i was thinking this like do i like the version of me do i like the drunk version of me better I actually think I like the drunk version of the people around me yeah. better too, and that's yeah. no offense to you, but no, yeah. drunk Casey's funner 100%. than sober Casey. Dude, I've, I've told that to my brother-in-law. Like, hey man, like drink four beers and let's hang. You know, like For sure, you're dude. a better version. Jenny like, and yeah. I have had this discussion. Jenny is awesome. We get along great. We have a lot of fun together. But drunk Jenny's also really fun. Yeah, yeah. Like she's she's fun. She she gets she's not really worried about as much and just lets loose. It's it's fun, and yeah. I think anybody that's hung around her would agree with that. That. It's just different. You know? So here's the problem for Casey is that hangover Casey is the worst version yeah, of me by far. True. By far. Yeah. So. Well, but that's just. I just turned my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> On the day after? The day after you turn your phone off? Yes. <laughs> well, here's something that I think is kind of cool. I uh, And I'm going to say this and I, I'm like, I might shed a tear as I say these words, but Chevelle and Rise Against are playing tonight in Chicago. Oh, shit. At the Aragon. Are you going? No, oh. I'm not going because we're tomorrow's Danny's birthday party, and I know I'm going to get drunk tomorrow, yeah. and I just don't. I kind of just don't want to drink two days in a row yeah. like that, you know. And I, Jenny's like, well, we could just go and not get drunk. I'm like, well, maybe you can, but a concert's not the same. Like, well, you're gonna, yeah. As soon as you walk in, you know, it's you're just gonna, easy. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hard. <laughs> yeah, so like, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna set some. Uh, I'm going to set some boundaries for myself now. So like there's some, like I'm going to not do something so that when I do, when I do have a wild, like a, you know, I get a little t- overserved. at least I can feel better that I didn't, you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm just validating it myself. But bottom line is, uh, yeah, dude, fuck that. Being sober is not, not for me. But if you have an addiction problem and it's a big deal, then you shouldn't be drinking. Call one eight hundred something. Better help. Oh, <laughs> uh, did you hear that, dude? Did you hear Theo's Better Help commercial? No, you mentioned it. I didn't. I didn't. Oh my God! <laughs> he starts it off and he goes, "Oh, my leg, or my, or my, my, my face, or something." No, it's my brain. My brain, like, dude, it's just like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Now, hey, look, if you're uh, if you're a friend of mine and you're 
and drinking is a problem for you, then I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any friends like that? Not for me, though. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the friends what at else? this table right now? Dude, uh, the weather today was kind of weird. I, I keep, I'm like distracted outside. It's, it's, to me, it's kind of eerie. It's foggy and windy, and I feel like the grass is green, but the trees are dead. Yeah, it got warm out. It's a weird day. Yeah. What up um, with you, Adam? What's going on? Give us something. I just told you what was going on. Oh, yeah, you sure did. (laughs) Dude, uh, so I think I was thinking about something today. You you just mentioned, um, or we were just talking about how face-to-face interaction isn't the same. Like, you know, people aren't talking as much. You can have an avatar. Well, that video that we I got sent and I sent it to you that we just watched. Adam, did you watch? I don't think we showed you this. I'm going to show you this video. But... The fact that now I remember like going to a friend's house and like sneaking a video of something like this and it like, you know, being a big deal. Now you can just just any time. Hold on, I'm going to I'm going to play for you. But now you can just at any time or here, you know how to do it. Watch a video like that. And like, what does that do to my what does that do to my head? Like we just saw That's that. What I, that was my response to you. Like, God damn it. That just put me in put me in a weird place. Yeah. I remember being young, probably high school, and watching like. <laughs> Look at Adam's face. Uh, remember Faces of Death. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Which it. probably wasn't even real. <coughs> oh, it was real. Was it? Yeah, I know. I mean, I have vision. I have like those things ingrained in my head too. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, watch the whole thing. Like, I mean, that's that's endless now. You that's have a movie, dude. That's that. a that's a Scarface yeah. scene. Yeah, you yeah. know. But my what my point is though is like. The fact that that's like on my phone that I can just see, the fact that my kids could accidentally see that, yeah. it's kind of fucked up. Fuck yeah, but also, is. too, what does that do to me? Like, I've watched enough of those. Just hey, look at this dude coming back again. You ever seen anything like that before, Adam? Dude, not, nothing like that. Oh, much carnage. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That yeah, that's just, got back out of the car. Came, yeah. But watch the, how it ends. The, the part that I think really got me is the way this old dude walks out. What he's watching is a video of this, like, just shooting these gangbangers, just like. <laughs> Looks to be, Me- it's probably Mexico or some cartel stuff I don't, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but I mean, these guys have no regard for emotion or, I mean, it's just never ending. God, these guys are so dead and still shooting them. They're shooting the dead bodies until they're just deader. <laughs> so what are you going to say? Like, what is this? I don't know, this man. Like, how, yeah, like, how do we, how do, what is that? Because obviously there's some form of, like, some level of evolution in our brains. And, like, what's happening the fact that now now we saw that. Now I've, I can, my brain knows that I've seen a thing like so that. So that's obviously real, right? That's that's a real scenario oh, yeah. that makes it really disturbing. Yeah. Doing that in a video game happens all day, every day for children, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, I would never equate that to a video game, but surely that's having some sort of impact. So I don't know. I but that's. Uh, I think that's. Think video games have an impact. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like I never bought that. I don't. I, I don't, don't think it does either. So but I think like, there's a difference, though. Like, it has to do something. Well, think about this. As a kid, you could watch a video of three. The I like three ninjas. Best example. Three ninjas. The movie. The kids come in. The bad guys come in, and they. Kick him, and the guy just falls over, and he's laying there, and his yeah. eyes are closed, and he's laying there. Like as a kid, you see that, and you think, "Oh, the bad guy's dead," right? Like right. that's not that doesn't fuck with your head. That's a good point. That's just what happens. The yeah. bad guy dies. It's a hero story. You put yeah. no person to that. There's no soul. It's just the bad guy that's yeah. dead. So maybe these were bad guys. We don't know. But when you see an actual life, and you know it's not a movie, it's fucking different. It kind of like, kind of like gets you a little bit. Well, know? I mean. Um, real cats game. Remember? Yeah, remember that? You heard that? Yeah, dude. Yeah. He didn't die. He didn't die. No. No, he lived. Dude, look at he was dead. I, I, I drove. What happened? Lot. Some some shootout happened at a gas station down the real stack. Dude, we heard it. Oh like, shit! Right, like the game ended and all the bap bap bap. Oh my god! And then all of a sudden you see cops come, and then by the time we drove by, I they had got the body up by the time I got there, but Adam drove by and seen him laying there. Yeah, just blood <coughs> and everything. I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. I'm surprised he survived. He's like, oh, fucked up. Yeah, I mean, look, there's probably a million. That's a that's a scenario in itself, right? That's a that's an environment that's crime riddled. You know, I was thinking about this school shooting that just happened in Michigan. Yeah, I think it was last so, week. So, dude, I heard about that. The, 
It's really Parents interesting. Got arrested now yeah, or something. Does a football player that stopped? Yeah, he yeah. he he's got yeah he's that that story's been now like tossed around about you know the heroism and that. What was interesting is I seen that they they got the parents, um, and I was like, man, that's fucked up, you know, like. But also, then you start reading into it. I don't know all the details, but um, <clears throat> there were some disturbing drawings that they found from this kid, and the administrators at the school brought the parents in and were Whoa. like, hey, something needs to be done here. Like a lot, there was a lot of like um, red flags that were ignored. And something other, some other text messages about guns and ammo between the parents and the kid, or something like that. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Yeah, this makes dude, sense. Dude, I'm hundred you know, percent. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm one hundred percent responsible for my kids' actions. Hundred percent. Until yeah. they're in their forties. Well, it's, or it's 30s. The, we talked you know, about the Rittenhouse thing, I'm right? Serious. Like it's time. Like to some extent, my actions. My mom and dad would feel responsible for my actions if I did something yeah. terrible. I don't know that you could charge them criminally at this stage because now I'm, I'm much too old for that, but. At, at a high school level, 100%. Yeah. And I even felt like that about Rittenhouse, you know, like yeah, to a little bit. That. Yeah, like it worked out, and I think that the law, the law was the law, and so that's why we have the decision we have. But, I mean, ultimately, the one of the big problems that I think that we're seeing, like that we just see daily, is this lack of parents disciplining kids. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, not just in a school shooting scenario. That's obviously a big extreme, but I'm just saying, like, just disrespectful little fucking bratty ass kids. Yeah. Like driving down, and I know this has always been a thing, and everybody thought, remembers the time when they were bad. But like, just go downtown Valpo. There's a bunch of like, they're yeah, they're not really hurting anything, but there's loudmouths, smart ass. You know, they're not afraid of adults. Sure. I guess is the point. Yeah. And maybe adults today. I kind of wonder this too. Like, I feel like when I was when I was 14, I remember my parents looked like parents mm. to me. But I don't feel like an old parent. Like, I wonder what my girls think of me. Because I dress way different than the way my parents dressed. I yeah. talk way different. Our life is way different. Like, yeah. I feel like the family structure has changed pretty dramatically anyway. And I don't know if that is, like, promoting lack of... I know my kids don't act that way, and your kids don't. Your kids are super respectful. Um, Adam will likely never have a kid of his own, but... Um, He'll be a stepdad yeah, for sure. Be, he's be <laughs> for sure, he'll be a stepdad. A lot of stepdad. Uh, no, but man, I don't know. Yeah. Well, well, I, you know, I. God, no, the school shooting. You started. I was gonna say, you know, the, the the parents going down. I was like, fuck yes, like that makes so much sense. To where, you you see these school shootings happen all the time, and I remember specifically the day Columbine happened. I was a senior in high school, April 20th, 1999. Wow. Yeah, it was fucking, but I mean, that was the one, right? That was super heavy, and it, it like, it shook not only the country, it shook the world. That was such a calculated, like, you know, there was, like, video image of it. You know, it was just such a heavy thing to where now it happens all the time, and we're pretty numb to it, right? Now... I don't think people are dying and being executed on the level of Columbine. I'm sure some have been close. I don't know what the fucking body counts are, as awful as that is. But, like, we have become numb to it. So, like, until it's in your backyard, at the school your children go to, like, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? Okay, so maybe throwing parents in jail starts getting them to think a little bit where it's like, well, wait a second. Maybe I should check in on Jimmy and see what's going on, right? Not only for the – so there's – so that's such a – not only for the sake of the kids that got killed in this. So, like, I think that on this example, the responsibility is there. Someone needs to be accountable for that, right? Yeah. But also, too, what about Jimmy? Like, let's say he didn't kill everybody. And let's just say that, like, a lot of, a lot of I think, a lot of people today, even grown adults, are affected by the lack of discipline or the lack of attention that they had as kids. And sometimes you don't have that. So there's situations where you just, just don't have a dad home to do that. But if you are there and you're not and you're being you're neglecting it, I think there should be some level of responsibility. 100%, I mean, yeah. It's kind of fucked up. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Well, so the the kid the kid went and shot. Was it at a game or what happened? I, don't I think know it was at know. school during the day. Um, I think maybe four or five kids died. Do you remember Columbine? Like, do you remember when it happened? Oh yeah, that's what I was just saying. Like I I remember the day. Did you do just you? say that? Yeah. Was I, did you're I check out phone. for a second? You're on your phone. Like, so I'm sorry. So that that is the thing about Nathan. We're like, and I'm, I'm I could I feel like if I had my phone, I could kind of. But he, if he has his phone in his face, 100, percent he's checked out. Just checked out. He is yeah. not listening. Well, 
Have you heard of Columbine? <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it? <laughs> well, dude, I remember when it happened. And I That's remember, exactly what I just I said. I remember but. not only just me, but it was it shook the world, and now it doesn't anymore. Is that what you just said, too? 100%. That's word for word what you just yeah, said? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> now, he's, now he's fucking with us now. No, but, dude, that's – that's that's uh, God, I just wish that I wish that my kids didn't have to be involved in that in, in so this world. So my kids you know? go to public school, and they do fucking shooter drills, dude. That's Jeez. crazy. Yes. How the hell would that go? Like, well, the same – I mean, like – Well, okay, I, I guess we had lockdowns when I was in school, but I just never – it was like – for shooters, I don't know, maybe it was. I don't think. I know we had one for like a tornado. Tornado, you get under the desk, put a book over your head, which is just you know, <laughs> arbit- stupid. Like, who's that? Right. Also, who's ever gonna tornado through the school or like what? Like a tornado is not gonna come. Like, no, they, they got better things come? to do. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't. I guess I said that wrong. Like, what, a tornado doesn't happen around here. <laughs> was the Cuban Missile Crisis. They would yeah. have to do a drill for it or something like that, you know? Yeah, dude. It's kind of the same dude, shit. Dude, if that missile comes, we're fucked. Fucked, dude. We are so fucked. We're fucked. Dude, uh, I, had a, I wanted to bring this up. I had a, I had a, weird, uh, had a weird little comp- thing with Nick the other day. We were like, uh, we, we, were, we were in the middle of a round, and he, uh, I can't remember what he did, but he did something. Like, Nick will get in my head and, like, just, like, fuck with me like he'll call me a bitch sometimes and then they'll be like i'm not you me like he'll like he's he'll say it but then he doesn't he like feels yeah, yeah, bad for saying yeah. it, you know but uh he he kind of like got got in my head a little bit and then i got a little a little little fire in me and uh he was like are you motivated yet oh that got you motivated or something like that and i was like i was like kind of pissed and i'm like dude fuck motivation motivation's for pussies and you like, said that or he I said, said that? I said that to okay. him. I'm like, motivation for pussies. And then afterwards, I'm like, you know, he laughed. And I'm like, dude, you know, I, I don't know where that came from. I maybe have said it before or thought of it before. But I started thinking about it. I'm like, like, motivation, like the word, mo- like, are, like, dude, are you motivated? Like, that's such a temporary thing. My thought process, and I said that was, I'm not going to give you the credit for motivating me, motherfucker. Like, that was, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was like, fuck motivation. Yeah. That's for pussies, you know? Yeah. And I thought about it. I'm like, it's kind of true. Like, Motive, like nobody's ever like I get motivated to like go get a car, sea salt and caramel. Like, all right, you, like you can motivate me to like do something very. There's, and there's nothing that's going to stand in your way. Nothing. Let's be honest. Yeah. No, but like I, I guess my point is like I was I've been thinking about this word a lot, and I don't know if it's even worth talking about right now. But I was thinking about it a lot. And I'm like, you know, I hear a lot about like, dude, I need I need motivation. That that really motivated me. And like how short lived that is. You know, like yeah. get motivated for just a second. Nobody's ever solve the big a big nobody's ever solved the pandemic over motivation no one's ever uh like you could here's the best thing i can think of if it's windy out the wind could get me motivated to go out and be like hey i bet with this wind i could sail across lake michigan right like that motivate me but as soon as the wind dies down a little bit you're gonna wish you're back i wish i was back there right (laughs) and so i don't know i just thought about it and and then after i said that then i ever since then i'm just paying attention it's like oh motivation wednesday motivation this and i start thinking about all these even like motivational speakers are like the growth con. I remember we had this conversation with Brad Lee and that last growth con where it's like, dude, motivation so temporary. Like I'm kind of tired of, and this is, I know it might seem a little bit drifty here, but it all kind of goes back to like everything we have in our phones can either motivate us really quick yeah. to like make a decision yeah. or it can demotivate us. I can get a text that can just like, ah, ah, and I'm mad. Yeah. And then it's like, and, it can, and, I, and I can choose how long I let that affect me. Sure. Or I can be like, all right, dude, this, hey, man, I just watched this video. I'm fucking motivated. Let's go. Let's go. And I see a lot of clowns on Facebook that are like, this week's the week. Now I'm going to go do this. And now I'm uh, – yeah. and it's like uh, – A lot of that's pretend, right? I well, mean, but yeah. people have to – so I could see value in – I don't know if motivation is the right word, but we I think we talked about this recently. <coughs> where, you know, like bullies in this world kind of serve their purpose. Yeah. How many people were bullied as a kid because – whatever they were overweight and they used that bully in their mind 15 years sure. later yeah. and made a big change right because that bully motivated them right well i think the, you're right about that i think the point is that that's a lot deeper that's not motivation that's like that's like turned into so, <coughs> that's turned into like heart or will or grit or i don't know i don't even can't think of the word for it but the, i guess what i'm thinking of is like have you ever started a lawnmower and like you pull it 
and it'll go doo, 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 and then it dies. Like the point of that starter is just to like get the spark so that the motor can do the rest, right? And then after the after it's running, it'll just keep running until it either runs out of gas or you shut it off. You yeah. know, I don't know. I'm just I've been like thinking, not wrestling with it. It's not like bothering, but I'm just thinking like you know, I'm tired of I'm. I'm kind of tired of using that word, and I'm and I definitely don't want that to confuse my kids. Like, you know, hey, motivation's just a short term. It's just a short little thing that happens, and then I think you have to figure out whatever it is. So for you, that thing that keeps your business going, whatever that is, or whoever that is, that's a lot more than motivation. That's turned into like a why or like a a fucking like. Uh, well, I don't and, know. and that I don't know yeah, what is, no, but. I agree, and that does burn. I think that always goes back to why like repetition and discipline is where it's at right right i like, think too i'm gonna think i'm listening um for sure i mean i look at like asher's uh he's not listening yes i am <laughs> i look at like asher's asher's football practice where like i go through this every year now where i mean this is an 11 year old playing football but it just ended two weeks ago and now this is a chunk of the year that i'm always like i gotta do something because mm-hmm. it, he'll just completely fall off because the the routine is gone yeah right i'm working we're all working i'm busy he goes to school you know which is you know for <coughs> for him and maybe a lot of 11 year old kids sitting in a fucking chair for eight hours and doing stuff that bores him you know yeah. there's very little stimulation like even though the conditioning and the sweating and the work of football you know there were days where he would hate it but also like it just it kept his brain it kept yeah. the hamster wheel going and now he doesn't have it so like that's where you fall apart so i could be like yeah you know there's a guy that that fucked with me and said i would never be nothing or whatever and i use that as motivation but that also goes away and the discipline and like the the routine and repetition of everything needs to then take so over that's right got, that's and it. that's yeah. so like um i was just having this conversation with lindsay where um, I was in a scenario where I'm in this house and there's like a mom and a daughter and then there's just a bunch of dudes there, like grown dudes. <laughs> okay, for everybody that's listening, Casey's business, he goes into houses for a reason. He didn't just wake up in a house with a bunch of dudes. Like, <laughs> it sounded a little weird. And there's just all these dudes in there, like probably four dudes, my all of our age, from you know 25 to 45, you know, on, on a Tuesday at 2 p.m. doing nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just look at that and I'm like, these are some fucking lost souls. Like, wouldn't you rather have a Carhartt jacket on and a shovel and be outside fucking digging a ditch and then filling it back up? And at least you could end the day and at least feel somewhat rewarded than yeah. just sitting there watching fucking Maury Povich. So what's the cigarette. word? Is purpose the word then maybe? I've been th- I think the human, the human brain and the human whatever needs to like go out and accomplish something purpose. every it. fucking day, dude. That's it. That's what it is. So maybe I haven't, I guess I said I'm not like wrestling with it, but I've, for some reason I'm talking about this still. Jenny's probably tired about it, but I'm like, you know what? I, I hear, so that's a good example. You got four dudes that don't do anything. Could you motivate them to go change their life? At that point, probably not. Probably not. No matter what you do, what yeah. you say, you can't motivate them. Like you, motivation is just like the thing to get you kind of up off the couch. Yeah. But you got to have like maybe purpose is the word where yeah. it's like, once they get off the couch, the motivation wears off, and then they're like, well, now what do I do? Well, so I'll, I'll bring up part of our earlier conversation. So I go to Planet Fitness here in Valpo, right by Walmart, and it's in like a, like a shopping center complex, okay? So Planet Fitness is the anchor tenant, and then there's a couple storefronts that are empty. So last week, actually before we went out to lunch and got hammered on Sunday, we went there, and there's a guy, a homeless guy out there. Right, he's got he's got a blanket on him, and he's kind of just out there in the cold. He's got an iPhone; it's plugged into the wall, to the exterior outlet, and he's just sitting there, right? And I'm not like dogging him; I'm just I'm just like painting the picture, right? So it's been almost a week now, and I went there today, and Homeboy has like expanded. Now there's he's there, and there's there's two other people. They're all under blankets. This is Valparaiso, right? It's kind of it's kind of you know this isn't San Francisco. This isn't it's not Chicago. It's not Chicago. It's not New York, right? Um, and I'm just looking at this and like going back to that, like if I approach that guy, and this is this is a very this is the cynical jaded Casey, you know, 40 <laughs> years old, right? I, I have multiple house. My biggest bottleneck right now in real estate is getting these things turned around. Yeah, I just don't have the people, the manpower to 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 you know do the work. Sure. So if I went to that guy and said, Hey, look, man, I could give you a paintbrush, supplies, clothes, whatever, a paycheck, and you could even stay in the fucking house. There's heat on, whatever, like. 
I have no idea of knowing what the outcome would be, but if I had to place a bet, I would say no. He'd probably say no, I'm good. Yeah. Because, you know, during my fucking 35-minute workout on Planet Fitness, when I went in, I came out, somebody had gotten him steak and shake. You know, like, he's he's, he's being enabled. Yeah. Somehow he's got an iPhone. Who fucking knows, right? So phone, this is this is the, the callous version where I have friends who are like, no, look, man, if you're a fucking, if you're a white dude in America, especially, you in get Valpo, your, like, your fucking job is to get out there and provide, you know, at, at the very minimum yourself. Yeah. The very minimum you need to provide for yourself, right? Yeah. And then there's people who are like, well, you know, you have no idea. Maybe he was fucking raped by his uncle all his life. You have no idea the hand of cards he was dealt. Sure. And that's all true too, right? So, I don't Jesus know. Christ, is Adam his uncle? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Adam would make an awful uncle. Yeah. Dude, that's that's so true. Uncle next month. Are you? Oh, yeah. congrats, dude. Keep yeah. that kid away from me. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> I mean, you just motivation to be better uncle than him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. And I, you know, I have that. I have that. Uh, I've had that conversation with the girls a lot. Like, I, I feel this, like, almost uncontrollable thing in me where when I see a homeless person, I have to give them something. Yeah. I always do, and then. I've been burned before by Dude. a homeless guy. Like I had a situation with the girls and I, this sucks so bad because I hate that they had to see this, but we were at a gas station one time and I had a, a guy come up to me and ask me for money for gas. And I'm like, you know, I gave him, I gave him money. And then he, uh, I look over and he's like standing by his car, like pretending to put gas in his car. And I, f- I fucking lost my mind, yeah. like lost my mind screaming at this guy in the, in the parking lot in front of the kids. Yeah. And it's like after that, it's like for a little bit. I'm, that's why I'm never doing it. Yeah. And I see a guy, and I'm like, man, I've got cash in my pocket. Here's a tw- here's twenty, but like, I don't even know what I, I don't even know what the point so is. So I've like, well, I, I've, I've had the same. Sucks. I have the exact like, same. thing I told too. the girls this. I said, you you'll never know the full story. Yep. So you just give and you give without any any that's conditions. It. You that's just it. give it and. And then I wonder though, am I given for them or am I given for me? But I guess it doesn't matter. I'm, maybe it's making me feel better. But I mean, look, dude, there's a lot of charities out there where you know Susan G. Komen fucking breast cancer, where the, there's a CEO making three million bucks a year, right? Like, surely yeah. that's not necessary. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's a good point. You know what though? Um, maybe without a staff and a CEO making a bunch of money, maybe whatever pennies are left over would never even have a shot to get there. So, maybe. I mean, who, maybe. who knows yeah. if he can... I, I've had scenarios, too, where, um, you know, give a guy money, and then it, like, turns into a conversation. And then at the end, I'm like, I, you know, like, what I've gathered is you just made terrible decisions all your That's life, it. and I, like, I, I'd like my hundred bucks back, you know? Like, Dude, I'm telling like you, that. I've seen... <laughs> <laughs> this oh, and it's best to just hand it and go, right? Like... It's best to just hand it and go until uh, until it's until it's affecting you, and that's what I've been struggling with. And a lot of the a lot of the uh, I guess tainted relationships that I have right now are because I get real resentful when I do things for people and I don't feel like it was used properly. Yeah, you know, and it's probably a bad trait, you know. But like at the end of the at the at, I guess at the end of the day, I we're talking about a homeless person. You just give the money and you you don't ask for anything in return. I tend to get. Like if I do something for if I give you an opportunity and then you don't you know you don't take advantage you don't treat it well I get I get I take it personally right so I yeah. think I'm trying to teach my kids not to be that way you know if you're gonna give if you're gonna do something if you're gonna do something for someone do it for them not for you and expect nothing out of it and just be okay yeah. with it you know yeah I'd, I'd like to know the the data or the stats on like people being given and I mean I guess almost enabled and then they turn their life around because of it right um, you know, yeah I don't know I'll tell you though I uh, <clears throat> I was just talking about my nan and papa who are like you know I, I my parents are still alive my dad's dad is still alive my mom's both of her parents are still alive and I've so I've still I still have grandparents which most people don't have you know but the way that kind of my life family structure was is my parents worked really hard for every penny that they had and there wasn't always like a lot extra you know and but nana and papa did have a lot extra so they've always had the ability to step in at any time and make everything go away if they wanted to even right now they could step in at any time well i've had i had a few things in my life even recently where like things got weird and i i'm i'm kind of venting on a situation 
And my papa at any moment at any moment could wipe every penny of debt free if he wanted to. Maybe not every, you know, but well yeah, he could for me because I don't I don't have much debt, but he he could at any time just make it all go away and he's never done that. I was just telling somebody about this. I'm like, "You know my papa, I I talk about how great he is and all the stuff he's done. He's never just given me anything." I, I, he bought me a dirt bike when I was like eight, and I had to pay it. Oh God, I still, here goes a dirt bike contract story. I've heard dude, this I'm telling you, <laughs> though. But I'm saying, like, no. he, my point is, like, yeah, yeah. I am so grateful at 37 years yeah. old that that's how I so am. So that worries me, dude. I, me too, a little Cause bit. Because I'm doing my kids a disservice. Maybe maybe you should consider that a yeah, little bit. And, I, and me too. And I, yeah, just you, yeah. but I'm saying maybe that's something that we're not paying close enough attention sure. to. And I'm, I hate that you just said that because I, I, I don't – the dirt bike contract. Aside. Well, I'm just saying it's <laughs> no, it's a good it's a it's a thing. Yeah, it is. It's it's shaped kind of the way I am, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. and you I'm. You had to pay back the dirt bike. You don't yeah. know the story. I could tell the story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I think I missed this one. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted a dirt bike, and I had a dirt bike. My that my parents had saved money for. So this is how it started. My dad quit smoking and put the money that he would have spent on cigarettes in a jar until we had enough money. Like I watched that jar fill up with money, and they bought me a dirt bike. <clears throat> I outgrew it. I found I heard about a dirt bike that was for sale. I told my papa about it, and he said, "I'll loan you the money, but you got to pay it back." And it was like eight hundred bucks. And I still have the little sheet of every time I'd go there, I'd fill out the hours. He paid me seven bucks an hour, ten, but whatever it was, and I worked off eight hundred dollars for a dirt bike. And um, and I actually that was the best one of the best life lessons sure. I've ever had. Also, two other times in my life, my business got kind of bottlenecked where I'm like, "Fuck, I really need, I'm in a bind." I've got this going on, that going on, and he could have just been like, "Hey, here, just take." And and he and he Devers has done that for me, not yeah. one single time. And I don't look back now, and I got to remember this because when I feel like if my kids were in that situation, I would just give 100%. it because I don't want yeah. them to feel what I've had to feel. Yeah. But also, like I look back, like, "Damn, I'm fucking glad he no, didn't do that." Really because, important because I and dude, I, what happens? We've talked about this before, specifically with sales. I know we've we've referred to like. Being good at sales is having like a superpower almost. Like I know for a fact that there's probably great salespeople out there, but I know I'm the best salesperson I know. Like I, I just and I'm that may not be true, but I believe that, sure. and that's all that matters. But uh, but I feel like I have a superpower. I feel like no matter what happens, the world could go to shit. I could I could tomorrow go. I could outperform most people in sales. I feel like those little things that I've had happen in my life with my papa has also kind of given me a superpower. They're like, I really don't care. I've had to figure it out all my life. Like, I watch these other people and I hear these other scenarios. I'm like, dude, you don't have you don't have what I have. That's really interesting. Unfucking touchable, untouchable. And the reason why I'm sitting here today and you're sitting here today and we have awesome lives and people might think they know what you do or what I do. The reason that you're here is because you you know how to figure it out. Yeah. That's it. Like nobody can take that from so, you. So, you know, take the housing market away, take your water business away. They can't take away the fact that you know how to figure it out. I've been at the shit since I was 17. It's as have you, right? I've been at the shit it's since routine, I was a fucking it's unru- kid. Unlosable. So yeah. I, I have these like, I have these moments. As, this is gonna sound really fucking whack, but you know, you know, um, the the childhood was always like erratic right the the biological dad in and out just a fucking mm-hmm. drunken drug addict maniac and then you know the stepdad comes in and then they like kind of go off and i was like i had to figure it out at a really young age and so there's this sense of abandonment that i mm-hmm. even harbor is like resentment yeah, too right for sure. and i have to fucking work on that but it's the same thing where i'm like otherwise it, like this yeah. wouldn't be it right yeah. <laughs> this wouldn't be it like how many like dude i'm i'm like I have to check myself because I have the instinct to just quickly solve any problem my children have mm-hmm. with the stroke of whatever, right? Here it is. It's just going to go away. Where like I know people that are our age now who have been like that and they're like shells of human beings that can't fucking function in the regular world, right? Because yeah. they had, you know what I mean? <coughs> you, uh, you're doing it right. You could see that in uh, – I could see that in Nevaeh. So, like, Asher's not old enough yet. I haven't had any opportunity to experience it. But you could see in Nevaeh when you see her, she looks you in the eye, she comes and addresses you. Like, it's working. Whatever it is is working. Yeah. She's she's not a little bratty kid. So even though she'll maybe never have an opportunity to prove to me that she's learned those lessons, like, specifically, I could see it in those scenarios that she's learning them. Right. Like, I could just tell. Well, and right? at the end of the day, like, 
I mean, it's the same thing with, with your girls. Like, no matter what has happened, they've always seen you get up and go to work, <laughs> right? And they'll always see that. So, but you made a you made a really interesting point. I'm gonna I'm gonna snip snap this thing over to politics because this has been on my mind for a long time, where, you know, the idea that no matter what you do, like, the, whether you put in full effort, great leadership, bust your ass, or the exact opposite, you know, people could be in these positions where imagine no matter what that your paycheck shows up every fucking week, every month, whatever year, whatever it is, no matter, no matter the outcome, right? So if you look at like the leadership this country has right now, like that's what you have. Mm. You have a guy who for 50 plus years, no matter what he's done. I was just talking about this. Think about that, dude. No matter Never had a private sector job ever. Never, never. And not only that, not only that, like he could, he could policy wise, he could always fail. Things could always like crumble. And then you always have a scapegoat because you could just point to the other side and be like, no, Mm -hmm. no, no, wait a second. They're the fucking idiots that did it. Right. And then no matter what your paycheck, your benefits, your your lifestyle is always taken care of. Dude. Imagine what that, imagine what like that human has to be. Going back to this, like, nature versus nurture mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? Like, I mean, since day one. Dude, Brooklyn said to me the other day, and this is, uh, this is actually making me realize how, like, cool I think our kids actually are. Um, we had this conversation the other night, and I don't remember why it started, but Brooklyn goes, Dad, it's happening with Biden. She goes, Biden's worth more. Biden's net worth is more now than it was when he started. Oh my She's God. like Obama. Obama was only worth yeah, yeah, yeah. two hundred thousand when he was. <laughs> dude, she knows that. And she goes Amazing. and Trump was worth this, and he was worth less. Like yeah, Brooklyn yeah. is. She's very like in paying attention to that. But she just brought that up. She's like, how does he's how is he worth more money now than he was when he started? I'm like, I don't know. It's just what happens, I guess. And she's like, well, but Trump was worth less. Trump was worth this much. And after when he, like, she knew all those numbers. And I don't know if they're exactly accurate, sure. but I know that the, the graph is in the same direction. Yeah. And I'm like, well, it's because of exactly what you just said. Yeah. Trump has built, and like Trump or not, he built what he had, and he's got, he's got his own thing going. And stepping into politics devalued him as a person, as it would you or me. Sure. It would devalue me as a man. These other guys have lived their life doing nothing, and this slightly increased them. Really, really interesting. Well, and, and point. you know, I'm not even necessarily saying like a, a pro-Trump thing, but you know, if you if you look at and, and Trump's not self-made, right? But like again, going back to it, you know, how many how many like people who were born into wealthy or connected families can just like fester that shit away, yeah. right? Like he still, had to go, he still had to go out there and take risk. And well, he fell bankruptcy, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. A lot of people fucking do when yeah. you're swinging the fucking bat, right? right? We talked about that the yep. other day. Like you're actually going for it and, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. Dude, right? I, uh, I just thought of something else. Brooklyn has, uh, Brooklyn has, a, she's in dance, obviously, you know, and she has coaches that, I, if their coaches weren't amazing, she wouldn't be there. Okay, so let, we'll just start with that. Okay. The best coaches, I think, in the apps, absolutely the best coaches in the industry in this area. Um, but they're still kids, and sometimes I think that the, maybe maybe the way that they uh, handle certain things, it just comes off wrong with the girls. But anyway, Brooklyn one day was recently was upset about something, and she's like, you know, this happened, and I, I – I don't know, and she didn't understand why something was said. And my instinct was, you want me to call her? And like literally, like I'll call her right now. And she was like, no, I think I should talk to her about it in person. Like literally, she, awesome. she did not want me to call her. She's like, I'll talk to her about it in person. And a couple of days I'm like, hey, did you ever talk to so-and-so about that? She's like, yeah, I did. It's all right, we're all good. How was it? Oh yeah, it, it, I guess I could see I was, and Brooklyn literally took full responsibility for it. I was like, yeah. I guess it's because I've been doing this and this and this. Okay, cool. But how easy, my point of all this is, how easy would it have been for me to just say, hey, why did you do this to my daughter? And then, now I'm never going to, I don't know the whole story, but in actuality, my daughter was wrong. Yeah. She was the one that was yeah. wrong about it. And I think that's what happens to these these lifelong politicians, things like that. Like, if it's just given to you all the time, if someone's always there to bail you out, like, Sometimes you got to learn the lesson that you were wrong, yeah. you know. And I'm really glad that I didn't intervene in that because I would feel really stupid if sure. I did. And then she actually was. Well, right. but it's also just a, a natural instinct that we have that's hard to like. For sure. Hard, hard to walk away from. I need to text you know. this guy and tell him to come up here. Oh, he's coming. 
He's here, yeah. Is it the DoorDash guy? Yeah. <laughs> My burrito's here. <laughs> Sweet. Dude, I want to read this. I, I wrote this down a little bit. I, I wrote this down the other day. Um, I'm watching Undercover Billionaire. Did you ever see that? Uh, yeah. With Grant? I, no, I didn't watch that, but I've, I've watched Did like, you watch the first one with, uh, I don't know the guy's name. So Grant Cardone does Undercover Billionaire. Did you know that? Yeah, we talked about that, and like it was in the midst of COVID yeah, yeah, or yeah. something like that. God, I forget. Dude, it's because I didn't drink. I, hey, Jenny, I know you're going to listen to this. I fucking told you that my brain, I'm more forgetful. since. So I, you've done that like three times today. Dude, I'm telling you, since, I, since I've not, for some reason, I'm like, my short-term memory has like gotten really bad. Really? Maybe long-term memory and middle-term memory. So are you saying that you have scientific proof that fireball enhances, fireball. <laughs> enhances your short-term well, memory? Well, he was, <laughs> my point, yeah, you're right. Fuck, man. I mean, I need fireball. I wrote it. I've been taking some notes. I've been really into that show, and I've been watching how, uh, you know, like him or hate him, or whatever. He's he's really fucking good at what he does, and he's like he's he's very entertaining to watch. But he made a couple. He he he. I wrote a couple things down. That he said, but he said he said at one point he said, "Be afraid, but do it anyways." And I was thinking about it. That like that's such a good lesson. Like he's like, yeah, this this is. He's like, I, I'm. I can't remember what the exact. I think he was afraid because his. The kids, his kids, he hadn't seen his kids in a while, and he didn't know if it was going to work. And he's like, "I might do all this, and then and, and then I don't win." He's like, "Here's the thing: if I if I succeed at this, and if I hit a million, if I make a million dollar business, everyone's going to be like, yeah, that's Grant Cardone made a million dollar big deal.' But if I don't, I could lose thousands of customers. I could be like, there's a lot on the line for me.' He's like, "Yeah, it's fucking scary, but do it anyway. You know, yeah. it's just kind of like a cool thing. Be afraid, do it anyway." But the other thing he said that I thought was really cool is he was talking about. He was in a he was in a negotiation in a sales call, and he said um, he asked a really weird question, and he was like, "And I remember this that I have been out of the house, I've been out of in home sales for a, several years now. I haven't been in in the action, but he was saying, ask hard questions, shake them up. Like the if if you're in a comfortable situation, you're never going to get to an agreement. Yeah. But the way, but the but the word he said was, um, ask hard questions. You'll find out who you're dealing with." And I just realized, like we've we we've gotten to a place where everyone's so soft, and you can't really do that. But that is really how you kind of like figure out where people yeah. are. So sometimes, just joking around, even with Adam about banging a married chick, like sometimes just say just say it, you know. Dude, like, I um I seen this thing. Um, it was it was a meme, but it was like a, a family text thread, right? Where these okay. there's these three sisters. And they were like probably ages 15 to say 20, okay. And their mom just passed away, and they were saying about how their mom had a really dark sense of humor. And one of the sisters put like, "Who the fuck dies at 46? What is this the 1800s?" <laughs> <laughs> and they were all laughing. I was like, "Dude, that is so that is so heavy." But like, that's what their mom would have loved. Dude, like, and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck yeah, that's what I want." Like when I'm fucking gone, like, dude, I love people it. to say some fucked up shit, but. Um, I don't like it wasn't exactly correlated, but kind of the same thing. Like, say the fucking hard, funny shit, you know? Yeah. Just say it. Cowboy Cerrone, I was listening to him recently, um, the fighter. Yeah. Um, He had this thing about how, like, he's (laughs) fought. The cowboy or the fighter? (laughs) Or the Cerrone. (laughs) He, uh, you know, he's fought everybody. Yeah. Right. And he's like, there's a lot of these guys now who, like, they can get to the top pretty quick, and then you just sort of cherry pick. Yeah. Like, um, and he's like, here I am, like my record looks fucked up and my fucking head's probably smashed in a little bit, but I never turned down a fight, you know, yeah. like, so, you know, I mean, you're starting to see that about Khabib now too, because he's retired and where guys are like, well, wait a second, yeah. you know, like you could have kept going. So and- here's what, here's what happens with that. I, I think that, I think that, oh, sorry, let me just, sorry, let me just finish the point though. Cause it goes back to the, to the Cardone thing where like, I also see the other side where Cardone had everything to lose in that. He had everything. nothing to gain. Nothing to Everything made. to lose, right? Fighter, same thing. Like, well, why am I going to just fight anybody? Yeah. Or like, you know, so, so I, he's, I see. you know what he was, Cardone in that scenario. And so I think Cowboy's a good example on this. Cowboy at some point in his career becomes the mat, right? Yeah. He's the mat to get in the door. He is the guy that someone else needs to fight to get recognized in the UFC. Yeah, it's stepping stone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the... That well, that's where he ended up, right? That's where his role kind of ended up yep. and stuff like that. But if I was that guy, I'd be like, yeah, all you guys are pussies because I fought everybody. I yep. would say the same For thing, sure. too. Fuck yeah. You know? uh, yeah, dude. What a fucking... Well, who dies what a good dude, 46, man. man. I like him. He's, he's wild. Oh, yeah. He's living his best life. And, yeah. you know, don't put yourself in a position where you... 
where you have to, where you hate what you're doing because you have to. I think he or, legitimately loves it, and or he's not scared to yeah. swing. The, like they would show, like I don't know if you ever watched the Embedded series before, a big card huh. or whatever. It's like the little vlog series, oh, and yeah, YouTube yeah, yeah. videos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But he'd be like wakeboarding, you know, in Vegas on some lake the night before, the day before his fight, you know, where other people aren't fucking doing that. No. They're getting massages and stretching, and he's fucking, you know, riding a motorcycle, jumping off motocross shit, you know, Fuck like yeah, dude. because he just wanted to, you know. Yeah, want to be fun. that guy. That's it, man. Live your best life. Hey, are you guys coming to the Christmas party? Yep. Every year. Did you RSVP? Yeah, I did. Yeah, the whole website and everything. Are you not coming, Casey? Hold on, I gotta take this call. Why wouldn't you come? We might. We're a, we're a, I'm going to RSVP a strong maybe. Why wouldn't it's, you come? Why are you doing this to me on a podcast? Come on. <laughs> you can come. I'm not. You can. You got to come. I don't. Now you're going to make me feel bad. But why wouldn't you? You don't no, want no. to? I don't like like come big on. groups and parties. I don't, see, I don't want my picture taken. I got warrants like, out You don't like rest. big parties. I don't. Yeah. No. But why? Why don't I like them? I'm <laughs> sure we can fucking. Sure, that's a whole new episode. Oh, man, well, you should you should not come then. You should also do should come. You should totally come. It's fine. Well, send me a list of what drugs are going to be there. Every time we've gone, every time we've had a big party, I've got a video of us wrestling. You're in a nurse's costume. <laughs> that's a fucking doctor's costume. It was a male nurse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, come to the party. I think this is fun. Uh, next week we have the Christmas party on Friday. Let's try to knock one out before. Sounds it. good. Yeah. All right.